0: As I've been
1: thinking about this time that we've been in, beloved, I got to tell you, it it makes me reflect on a lot of things. And and there's something that we experience in life. It's just part of the the human experience that is not particularly fun. (laughs) And, And even under normal circumstances, this element of our lives is not particularly fun. And that element is delay. Let's face it, delays are no fun. Who likes delays? You know, I've been a frequent flyer for very many years, and, and you're sitting there in the gate, and there's that dreaded announcement. I am so sorry, passengers, but there has been a... Delay. Oh, that worked. No, I'm ready to get on the plane. I want to go where I am scheduled to go. The The, the plane is there, or the plane is not. I need to go. I need, oh, but no, there's been a delay. Ugh, I don't like it one bit. I'm sure that you don't either. You know what I'm talking about. Or that gift, maybe that you discover that is not going to be in is not going to come in in time for that birthday. It's like, okay, the gift is coming. And it's like, there's been a delay. What? Oh, no. <laughs> the d- <laughs> delay. I just hate when that happens. Or, or that job promotion that seemed like it was just coming, right? Some of you probably had some job promotions and they said, just wait till April. We think April will open up. You'll get that promotion. And then it's like, COVID, you know, whatever it is, you know, that these things happen with job promotions or, or, or maybe even a potential job that you were going to get. Uh, and then you hear that there is a delay. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I know when I'm traveling on the highway, I might be driving and I'm trying to get where I'm going and following the directions of my app, Waze, which I love. I love Waze. Uh, you know, it was an Israeli founded company. Anyway, when when suddenly this pleasant Waze voice uh, comes on and says, delays ahead, and suddenly my ETA for arrival just changes on the computer. I'm like, no, I'm going to be delayed again, and delays, delays, why do we have delays? They're just no fun at all. I don't particularly like delays. I don't think most people like delays either, and you know what? I bet that the prophet Daniel wasn't particularly fond of delays either. Uh, if you remember the story, and and let's take a look back a little bit at, the, at, at Daniel, and to a time very late in Daniel's life when something happened that was actually quite profound. It was a, a remarkable thing that happened in Daniel's life when he was old, but going back a little bit earlier in his life when he was a young man, of course, the Jewish people were taken into captivity into Babylon, so he was... Taken out of Israel as a very young man, and of course, uh, into the Babylonian captivity. Eventually, of course, the Babylonians were conquered by the Persians. Uh, after which Daniel had the famous Daniel in the lion's den incident, which is very uh, familiar and famous. And eventually Daniel is a very old man, but begins to pray earnestly for the Jewish people. It's probably because he's old. He's looking back with perspective. He knows the Jewish people are no longer, they have no longer been in their land. and, And he's lamenting this and he's sad and he's asking God, Lord, what about your people, Israel? What about your people, the Jewish people? What's going to be happening to them? What's going to happen? What's the next chapter in this book? And what are the next chapters in this book? And he's praying and he's mourning because, because of the fact that they're not in the land and they've been disobedient. And, and it's, it's a, during this time that God reveals to him the timing of the Messiah's coming. And the Messiah's coming, which is, which is explained to Daniel in, in, uh, in, in really remarkable ways in Daniel chapter 9. And, and then uh, Daniel laments, of course, that they're in captivity and they've been in dis, uh, disobedience. And he asks God to know of what is to become of this Jewish people that he loves so much. And, and so then he begins a special season of fasting and praying earnestly for the Jewish people. We'll pick up the story in Daniel chapter 10, starting in verse 2. Let's read. It says this, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three whole weeks. I ate no rich food, nor did meat or wine enter my mouth, nor did I anoint myself with oil until the end of three weeks. So here we can see Daniel. Praying earnestly for sure, man. I mean, this is some serious intercession. We had uh, Ines blow the shofar uh, a little bit earlier in our service, and she did a great job, man. It's amazing how much air, breath she had in those lungs. Uh, it's, it's powerful. But she and her husband, Richard, man, they are prayer warriors. Daniel was a prayer warrior. I bet that Ines and Richard are big fans of, of Daniel. Daniel was a prayer Warrior, and remember that he was an old man by this time. Uh, especially in those days, he was an old man. Scholars think that Daniel was likely in his eighties when this story happens. Okay, and it was at this point that Daniel has a profound vision. So he he's he's praying, he's fasting three weeks, he's earnestly, rigorously, mournfully in prayer, and then there's this vision, boom, that hits, and it's very powerful and moving. Now, many scholars. Think that the vision contains within it a theophany, uh, if scholars would de- describe this as. And I can understand, I can certainly understand why they would say that, because the description of the man that Daniel sees in his vision, described in verses five and six, are remarkably like uh, the description that we see of Yeshua found in Revelation chapter one. Uh, and so it's very entirely likely, if you will, that Daniel saw the pre incarnate Yeshua in this vision. But I'll leave that whole discussion for another day, uh, because the scholars are, are not in complete agreement on that. But but, but because even if uh, this part of the vision, the earlier part of the vision was Yeshua, which it very well might have been, I probably lean that way, the, the the being that proceeded to speak to him thereafter, because it seems to change to somebody else who's in this vision, who speaks to him, that person is clearer, that being is clearly an angel uh, that's speaking to him. So let's listen now to what the angel says to Daniel in this really miraculous vision, because it's a glimpse into the world of the supernatural. Y'all, and I got to tell you, this is one of those wild stories that when you hear it, it almost gives you chills when you think about it, because this is as real a world as you and I are in right now but we don't usually see it. But Daniel got a glimpse of it. Daniel chapter 10, starting in verse 10. Here the angel uh, touches him and speaks to him. Then behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said to me, Daniel, highly valued man, carefully consider the words I'm speaking to you. Stand up, for now I have been sent to you. When he spoke these words to me, I stood up, trembling. (laughs) I can understand. I mean, you know, you're in the presence of, for sure, I, I can understand the trembling. Then he said to me, the angel says to him, don't be afraid, Daniel. This is very important. Listen very carefully. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. I have come because of your words. However, the prince of the kingdom of Persia resisted me for 21 days. But behold, Michael, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I'd been detained there with the kings of Persia. Now I've come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future days. For this vision concerns days yet to come. Mm. Wow. (laughs) There are so many different levels of why this is amazing and and just I have in my notes, it's flat out cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those things. There's no other way to say it. We see here that Michael of course, is an archangel of God. We know this Michael, uh, the archangel. And we know specifically that Michael protects and defends the Jewish people. We see also in this the supernatural realm. And there is a supernatural realm. It's, it's so interesting. We've been having uh, a few glitches with our our lighting. Wow, look at that. And uh, And nonetheless, uh, and and we've, sometimes we've been blinking on and off just a little bit. And we said, well, let's see. I mean, uh, it's, it hasn't done this yet, but suddenly with our new lighting, we're seeing some of this, this blinking going on. But isn't it coincidental that right when I start talking about the supernatural realm, uh, you know, Inez, Richard, the lights start blinking on. that's <laughs> just kind of weird. Uh, listen, I don't, I, I don't ascribe, you know, some people believe that there's supernatural things that everything in their life is something that is supernatural. No, I think that sometimes when you when you when you trip on a uh, something on the ground, it's just because you tripped. It wasn't because of something supernatural. All right. Some people can kind of be uh, over the top. Everything is 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 caused supernatural. I don't believe that. But on the other hand, what am I reading? <laughs> Right now, I'm reading the fact that there is a supernatural realm. And when the new covenant in Ephesians talks about the fact that there are principalities and powers in the spirit realm, it is very literally true. There are these principalities and powers in the spirit realm. And, and, and here we have this, this remarkable experience of what exactly is going on. And so, so Daniel may, has this prayer and then, and then the angel is sent to answer the prayer. But then there's this supernatural war between this angel and the and and the and the, and the, and the demonic beings uh, that of the uh, of Persia that came against what this angel was coming to deliver the message to Daniel. And it's very literally true. But we also see here that that this prayer, this simple prayer, when it goes up to heaven, and in response, God sends an answer. But because of that spiritual warfare, the answer is, wait for it, delayed. 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 Ugh. Ugh. Right? We talked about that earlier. Nobody likes delay. But the answer was delayed. But it is important to remember, my friends, how Daniel handled himself when the answer did not come right away. The answer did not come right away. And this is really important. How is it? if you think about Daniel, how is it that Daniel could survive the lion's den or understand the writing on the wall? I mean, you you, you hear the, the stories of Daniel. They're remarkable about his faith and the kind of person that he was. Why is it that Daniel's prayer is met so spectacularly with prophecies That go even into the end of days and things yet to come. I mean things even yet to come now. Things that are still in our future are prophesied about in Daniel, in this very vision that he's about to, that's about to be told to him. Right? Now we get a hint as to why Daniel was given these revelations when we look at what Daniel did when he prayed, when the answer was delayed. Let's go back. I'm gonna go back now. Because it's important to understand this in perspective. To Daniel chapter 10, we're going to read again verses two and three that we read a little bit earlier because this is what Daniel was doing while there was this spiritual warfare that was going on in the heavenlies that Daniel knew nothing about. Here's what Daniel was doing. I'm going to read it again. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three whole weeks. I ate no rich food, nor did meat or wine enter my mouth, nor did I anoint myself with oil until the end of Three weeks. See, my friends, Daniel did not give up. Daniel did not give up. He didn't throw in the towel. He earnestly and steadfastly fasted and prayed. Each day he did so for three straight weeks until eventually the answer came. Until eventually the answer came. It was delayed, but it came. Beloved, the pandemic has delayed a great deal in our lives, hasn't it? I mean, it really has. We all know that's true. There's been a a massive amount of delay in all of our lives due to the pandemic. Many of you had plans. Sometimes you had vacations, other events, other things that needed to be changed, needed to be delayed. I'm sure that you can think about plans that have been changed or delayed, i know that i was scheduled to take a a college group on a on, on a on an important trip to israel this summer it's been delayed our congregation has not had in-person services in, in half a year delayed and in regard to our mishpacha i ask you how are you reacting thinking about even our our, our body our, our congregation are you antsy are you complaining are you complaining that we haven't been open, back open yet? Well, are you still in the Word? Are you still reading the Word of God? Are you still just as zealous for our mishpachah as you were before? Because how you deal with delay in your life will speak volumes as to how God will move in your life. I'm going to say that again because this is a very important principle here that has applications throughout our life, not just in this season. How you deal with delay in your life will speak volumes as to how God will move in your life. Do you become, do you become, wait for it, wait for it, do you become impatient? When there is delay, hello, hello. Some of you are like, wow, Rabbi, man, I have my my feet up, I, I'm my lazy boy, and but yeah, still you got you stomped on my toes on that one. <laughs> I understand, I understand. We can't become impatient. Psalm chapter forty, verse two says, "I waited patiently for Adonai. He bent down to me and heard my cry." Mm. I'll be honest with you, for me, it's been hard at times. This season has been hard at times. When I see and I've been, and as I've obviously been looking and, and, and checking and when I see so many other houses of worship that jump back to be in person so quick, I was tempted to jump also, right? And I'm not judging what others have done. That's between, and the, between them and God. But I'm saying that my responsibility is to tend to the flock that the Lord has entrusted to me here at Bethel And listen, in this fallen world, difficult things do happen. I get that. Even to good and godly people, difficult things happen. Godly people have died from COVID-19. At the same time, I needed to wait patiently for Adonai. I needed to wait patiently for Adonai. Not easy. Not easy for old Rabbi Kev, right? See, how we react when there is delay is of key importance. Daniel did not stop. He did not give up. He kept praying. He kept fasting. He was was intent because there was war going on in the heavenlies regarding his prayer. He didn't even know it. But he kept praying. He kept persisting. He didn't give up. See, friends, that's how we need to be. We need to get a taste of that because there are delays that happen a lot of times in our lives. Think about Melech David. Think about King David. This, this, this guy was anointed to be king by Shmuel, Samuel, another Shmuel, right? Samuel the prophet. He was anointed to be king, that he was going to be king when he was a kid, teenager. But, but it was many, many, many years, over 10 years later, before he would actually become king. that's a And, and not just a delay. It, it was a hard delay. The death of people close to him. He was, he was uh, exiled even to the land of the Philistines. Uh, this, this, this guy had to, had to run for his life. Delay is not easy, but he didn't give up. King David didn't give up. Or David before he was king, he didn't give up. He, he, see, how we handle delay speaks volumes as to where we're at. But the Lord seeing that and knowing how we're going to handle that delay speaks as to what he does in our lives. This is one of the reasons that he, he chose Daniel to, to give him these ridiculous, supernatural, amazing uh, prophecies. Why? Because he knew what Daniel was made of. This is why Daniel could, was, was in the lion's den and it happened what it happened. Because things, friends, are oftentimes not on our timeline. They're not on our timeline, but friends, we are not the author. <laughs> I'm not the author. I'm the rabbi of Bethel, but I'm not, I'm not the, the focus of Bethel. I'm not the guy who really runs Bethel. The person who runs Bethel, please God, is going to be God himself. He's going to be running Bethel. And, 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 and who's running your life? If you're wise, it ain't going to be you. If you're wise, it's going to be the Lord. That's who it's going to be. That's who it should be. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 7 says this, But now, Adonai, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Mm. See, as God molds us his clay, we have to stay pliable and malleable moldable right this is how we have to be this is how we have to keep our clay soft we can't think that we know it all a lot of know-it-alls out there that have all the answers i see people all the time that that will tell me stuff definitively you see this a lot with religious people on tv they tell you with certainty a whole bunch of stuff this is exactly what this means this is exactly what this means this is exactly what this means this and, and I look at this and I think, you know what, I've read the same book and uh, it's not that perfectly clear, but it's not just one thing. It seems like everything, they just know everything. You hear some Bible teachers and they'll teach their doctrine and, and anything that's at all unclear, well, they, they, they have all the right answers and they are 100% right. Listen, I'm going to tell you straightforwardly, friends, I don't have all the answers. If you're looking for a rabbi that has all the answers, find a different stream, this is not the place. I don't have all the answers. But friends, mm, here's the point. Don't look to me to, for the answers anyway. He's the one with all the answers. I want to direct you to him because he's the one who has all the right answers. We need to seek his face more and more and humble ourselves before precious God. No, because if, if we have this prideful attitude, what happens? The clay hardens. And when the clay hardens and God tries to mold us, what happens? Boom the vessel is broken. Don't be a vessel so rigid that God can't mold you. God needs to be able to mold you. You know, it's interesting. I've seen artists paint uh, paintings or a sculpture, and uh, for a while, it looks nothing at all like what it's supposed to be. When you see an artist, right, when they're working on a sculpture or a painting, you'd almost think, this is terrible. (laughs) this is terrible. What's the hold up here? Finish it up here. I don't even understand. What is this? I want to see the final product. What's the delay? What a terrible artist. Yet friends, the artist knows that there are steps that have to be taken before the final piece is completed. There are steps that must be taken. It's so true. When you think of, sometimes I'll see an artist and they'll have their uh, something that they're painting on their palette their palette, and they, and, and they put it on the canvas and there'd be splotches of stuff. And it's like, yes, this is going to be a, a mountain or this is going to be a person. I'm thinking, splotches of paint like that? What would you do splotches? I mean, at least, you know, I would draw a circle for a head. You know, that's what I I'm not an artist. Okay. Draw the oval for the head, put the ears on. What's these splotches of pound? I don't even understand. What do you? Okay, but 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 there is a process, there's step by step, and it doesn't look like what it's gonna look like until the end. Uh my niece, who is just absolutely she's a savantist artist. She is so good. Uh I mean, she is so gifted. The Lord has gifted her in art so much so. And and I really bet that. As, as I think about it, I, I bet that great artists have a peek into the mind of God for our lives because you can't go way out of order. You got to take it step by step. And, and, and a great artist is going to know what, they are the, what their final product is going to be, the final thing they're looking to paint, but they'll know that to get there, they have to do some things first that will look really splotchy to you and me. When you start to chisel, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't see anything, but the artist knows. Who is the artist? He's the artist. You got to take it step by step. It often feels like delay, 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 but this means that we need to wait patiently because we'd prefer just for the masterpiece to be done with already. It's funny because in many ways, I'm also disappointed that we are not having in-person high holy days. But nonetheless, at the same time, I know that the Lord has called me here and I will wait on Him. I will wait on Him. And I was thrilled uh, with our, leader, our leadership team, who I went for, for counsel, and they confirmed that the timing was right to start back October 23rd. See, if we do wait, then there is a reward. If we do wait, if we understand and still minister to the Lord even during delay, good things will happen. Yeshua talks about the end times that we are in right now. And what does he say in Matthew chapter 24, which talks a lot about the end times that we're living in. Verse 10 says this, Yeshua says, And then many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray because lawlessness will multiply The love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. See, while we wait for what God has for us, we have to, what did Yeshua say? Endure. We have to endure. We have to endure till the end. Guess what, beloved? The total chaos that is caused by COVID-19 will come to an end. Even if you're immunocompromised and you can't come back in person next month, at some point, this will end. This too shall pass. If you're watching this video in five years, the service of this time will likely be but a memory. So the key is, what do you do while there is a delay? What do you do while there is a delay? Are you like Daniel, drawing closer to God, praying and fasting? In other words, drawing near to God. Or are you discontent? Are you discontent? Are you angry? Are you frustrated? Are you prideful? Are you depressed, bitter even? Right? My friends, this is not a message of condemnation. It's a message of encouragement because this too shall pass. You've got to receive that and hear it. And for us here at Beth Hillel, we now have a date that when we will be reopening in person. Baruch Hashem. But guess what? But guess what? Even if things change and this is delayed again, how will you and I react? We have to react with patience and understanding, drawing yet nearer to the Lord. You see? You see how this works? You see how this is supposed to work in the message of Daniel that's so timely for today and in the supernatural? And this applies to things in our personal life as well. When the promotion is delayed, when finding a spouse is delayed, when your vacation is delayed, when our dreams are delayed, We need to be seeking God, loving Him, and turning to Him. Because just like Daniel, the answer will come. Now, sometimes, of course, the answer is no. But remember this, God always has our best interest at heart. So if we've waited patiently, stayed faithful to the Lord, and the answer is no, then God has something even better in mind for you. The more you trust him, the more you'll believe this. So my friends, when you encounter delay, don't immediately become frustrated and angry. Because remember that sometimes this can indicate warfare in the heavenlies. And like Daniel, you must turn to the Lord. In times of delay, we must pray. And be patient while we wait. Because God only wants the best for you. <laughs> the title of my message is, Delay? mark. Just you wait. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if you're watching this And you've been frustrated at delays in your life. This has been delayed. That's been delayed. It's frustrating at times. I want to pray for you. Lord, in the name of Yeshua, for people who have had anger, frustration, weariness, depression because of delay, God, I pray that you give them the spirit of Daniel. (laughs) Uh, That you give them a spirit that will continue to persevere Even through, even when the answer is delayed. Knowing that there's warfare that's going on in the heavenlies. So God, that is my humble prayer that you touch each and every person. Encourage them. Encourage our congregation. Lord, I'm excited. I'm excited about this next chapter that's coming up here at Bethel I think these high holy days, albeit virtual, are going to be a springboard. Boing! A springboard to what's next in our congregation. I'm really excited. And then, of course, by October 23rd, we're all back together, at least many of us. And Lord, those who are going to continue to watch remotely, that's great, too. We're all still together in spirit. So, Lord, I just ask your touch on everybody who's had to endure the delay. And, Lord, deal with them that while we wait, we have to stay steadfast. Thank you for this, Lord. Touch each and every person in that way. Now you may be watching, you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. If that's you, repeat this prayer after me, and God will touch you and change you. Say, "Dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe He's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God. In Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, drop us an email and let us know that you said that prayer for the first time. We want to celebrate with you in your journey. Lord, I thank you for this service. I thank you for everybody involved in it. I thank you, God, and I pray for these Rosh Hashanah services coming up next Shabbat. Uh, Please, God, anoint them. Bless uh, also this important prayer walk for this prayer Zoom call we have this coming Monday night. Uh, I thank you, Lord, for this and that our prayer warriors are all going to be on there on Zoom. And Lord, we want to lift up these holy, these holy days to you. Lord, touch your people. Touch Metro Atlanta and North Georgia and all over the world and, and, and reveal the truth, as you say in your word, to your people that Yeshua is the promised Jewish Messiah. Thank you, God, for these things. We love you, Bashem Yeshua, in the name of our Messiah Yeshua. We pray, amen and amen.
0: Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom.